Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Ivory Road podcast with myself, Dermot Kavanagh, as usual. Today, we are going to be talking about the regional elections from Madrid. To speak about the election, the election results, the campaign, and what we can expect moving forward, I'm lucky to be joined by Hugo de Armas. Hugo is a member of the Executive Board Committee of the Green Party in Spain and a delegate in the European Green Party. Hugo, thanks a million for joining me. How are you doing today? Hello, good morning or good afternoon, maybe, I, I have to say. Thank you very much to have, me, to have me here. Oh, it's our pleasure. We cannot wait to hear more about the election. So for those of you who maybe are unaware of the elections that just took place in Madrid this week and the results, if you came here looking for good news on the left wing, you're not going to find too much of it. The Partido Popular, PP, as we'll continue to call them during this chat in Spain, demolished the opposition, demolished the competition in Madrid. So, Hugo, can you give us a little bit of overview of the election, the results, and what it means for, for Madrid at the moment? Well, uh, it's true that uh, the election, in terms of the progressive bloc, uh, there were um, a really bad result for if we consider all the progressive forces in, in the regional elections in, in Madrid. Um, we, we, the, 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 the Green Party, Mass Madrid uh, Green Party, Verde Seco Coalition, we got a, a, a good, moderate, good result. But uh, of the other two parties, and particularly the Socialist Party, um, the Social Democrats were having a, a terrible defeat. Uh, they lost uh, 13 seats uh, in the that they they had actually they had uh, before uh, 37, and they have now 24. And uh, draw with us that we have 24, but more votes than them. Particularly here, that's happening. It's uh, we are considering that also uh, we have to admit they like a bright strategy for from the the People's Party. Have to admit that when you are defeated, it's because your adversary, your opponent, did better than you. Um, um, as also even our strategy as a uh, Mass Madrid Verde uh, Seco was uh, quite good. Uh, we were the only force of the of the left of the progressive bloc to increase their votes and the, their seats in the regional parliament. But the overall strategy obviously was better for the Conservative Party and the, the People's Party uh, increased 35 MPs from the, the level that they had. They're at uh, four for the majority and they have also the extreme right wing, the ultra right wing um, party uh, called Vox. Uh, that they have 13, they have one more than they had before. So in terms of the progressive bloc against conservative bloc or ultra right wing because we are talking here now in Madrid a uh, real Trump, Trump uh, Salvini, uh, Orban kind of uh, right wing so the probably the, the, the People's Party in Madrid is the more right wing party inside of the of the People's Party so it's quite different the People's Party in Andalusia or in Galicia uh, that's in Madrid in Madrid in particular now it's quite ultra neoliberal it had been for many years but now in this um, particular uh, situation. They follow all the, the strategy of the Donald Trump uh, and all the, the, the Steve Bannon uh, consultant, consultants uh, support. Um, and it was quite, quite a good example of that. It was the first international message to um, welcome and congratulate the, the victory of uh, um, Isabel Diaz Ayuso, the, the, the president of Madrid, uh, was coming from uh, Salvini. 
in, from Italy. So not from, no, from the normal conservative party, not from Angela, Angela Merkel or something like that. It was coming from the ultra-right wing because the ultra-right wing considered Isabel Diaz Ayuso and the People's Party in Madrid, part of them. Uh, it's not completely uh, the, the whole People's Party in Spain. It will be in this side, but in particular in Madrid, where with a very aggressive uh, conservative uh, side with the uh, with the with the older right wing, and it's working very well. We have to admit, and part of that it was um, a consequence of the fatigue of the pandemic. So the tiredness of the people that have been for now more than one year in in a strong uh, confinement in Spain, um, the situation that well, Madrid is a very populous uh, urban, quite famous for the nights and for the marchas, we usually be called in, in Spanish. And then these kind of connections, so that they were very, very intelligent in the way that they did the strategy. The People's Party claimed to be the most friendly um, uh, business uh, open uh, and allowed to, to all the bars and all the, the um, uh, space for the culture to be open. Um, that, that was actually true, but the other, the other side that it wasn't true, that they were not supporting at all uh, with money and supporting with funds like other regional governments in Spain. They were giving them the, the freedom to be, uh, to be open. And also because basically that they do, because they, they control the, 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 the city and they control the community, that the police were not doing the work in Madrid, the local police, to just to close the bars at 11. So basically, you are not going to see any single car of the police in Madrid closing a bar at 11. So basically, you're in a bar at 11, you start to finish in the last round um, to, to say, yeah, we have to go to home. And you're arriving home 12, 12.30 with a good luck. And nobody is going to stop you in the, in the streets and say, OK, we are in quarantine since uh, 11. You have to, to be in home uh, one hour ago, 30 minutes ago. This is working in the rest of the country, even in conservative uh, regional um, areas like Castilla, León, mm -hmm. or Galicia, much more restrictive like Madrid or Andalusia, as well uh, conservative uh, People's Party governments with the ultra wing in the, in the case of Andalusia. Um, but they're having a much more strict uh, measures against uh, COVID, against pandemic, that's in Madrid. But we have to admit that the combination of uh, different um, um, ideas and a good marketing and a good electoral marketing, um, and also the mistakes of the part of the left, particularly from the Social Democrats, in particular from the post-communist space, Unidas Podemos, that enter very good, like the ball to the to the right to the right uh, signal from Isabel Diaz Ayuso. So the slogan was um, "Freedom against communism." And then they enter with uh, freedom, democracy against fascism. And then in the fight of slogans, the conservatives won the elections because they had been in power. They had been doing 26 years in power. And with that terrible and calamitous situation of the hospitals and all the, 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 the situation of the, 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 the health public service, we couldn't speak about that. And Mas Madrid, Verde uh, Seco, um, was the only party talking about this kind of, uh, of issues as a main uh, central message in the campaign. And for that was one, one of the consequences that we increase our percentage of votes, but not enough to compensate the loss of the Social Democrat Party. 
Okay, I think I think you've touched on what was obviously one of the main issues in in Madrid, which is one of the main issues across Europe and across the world at the moment, which is it is so easy for right wing populist parties to say, oh, we're sick of lockdown, we're sick of masks, and they're winning votes, they're winning elections, they're overturning big, big differences. I mean, the gains that the PP made are absolutely incredible. They don't even need Vox. They just need Vox to abstain and they'll, they'll get everything voted through. So I wanna, I wanna come back to, to talk about a lot more, but first I'd like to talk about Mas Madrid and the, the campaign I'd love to hear, because as you said, Congratulations, first of all, up four seats from 2019. It's a good result, the only good result on the left. So do you want to tell us a bit more about the campaign and the issues you were discussing and the opportunities you see moving forward? Yes, well, um, actually, the, just to give a little bit of um, uh, origins of the Mas Madrid, Mas Madrid was created by Inigo Rejón. He was a former figure of Unidas Podemos or Podemos, when Podemos born in Spain 2014, uh, and Podemos also was a, a, a kind of um, division inside of the, the post-communist space called uh, Left United, Izquierda Unida in Spanish. And it was a traditional um, communist party with other parties, small parties, and sometimes the Greens, and other times like parties, etc. Um, in 2014, in the, in the spectrum of the economical crisis and the, after the 15M, Podemos uh, got the... the, the, the connect with all these uh, 15M movement that we were in the street, that we were in the, in the squares in, in May 2015. Now in, in, in just nine days, it's going to be the, the, the 10th anniversary of this incredible movement in the history of Spain that changed everything in politics and changed completely the, the political system that we got from 19, 1978 when we recuperated the freedom after the Franco dictatorship. Um, and then Podemos had been like, the, the, the a big change in the Spanish society and in the Spanish institutions. But Podemos have suffered a lot of division inside, um, a lot of problems uh, of uh, growing and um, um, uh, structuring as political space. And now we are seeing that Pablo Iglesias is leaving the politics and, and just uh, uh, resigning after the, the bad results in Madrid because uh, he decided to, to resign as a vice president of the central government to come to Madrid and to be the key um, person in to stop the, the right wing and to win the election for the progressive bloc. And it didn't happen. So uh, he resigned and he decided to move out from politics we, we respect obviously, uh, and it's, it's a step that uh, obviously we, we have to admit that it's the kind of thing that uh, a person have to do, a politician have to do when you lost the, the, the elections um, and you assume the, the result. But the other thing is Inigo Rejón that was one, one of the key figures of uh, Podemos and probably the second person mo most important in Podemos uh, after um, Pablo Iglesias in 2019 decided to move outside of Podemos and with uh, Manuela Carmena, the, 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 the mayor of Madrid, from a confluency that we, con we call confluences, these call of spaces created in 2015, also with the big wave of the, the, of the 15M, that is in Barcelona, Madrid, but all the main cities, a coalition of forces and basically a lot of people without political background, uh, political party background, they were participating in politics and changing cities in Barcelona, in Madrid, in Zaragoza, in Vigo, in, in many cities. Um, um, Manuela Carmena was elected mayor of Madrid 
and was at the first uh, left progressive uh, major since in 1989. So it had been a long time without 26 years as well. Um, and it was a, a fantastic uh, mayor of the city, but unfortunately we lost the, the election in 2019, yes, for, for one uh, councillor. Um, and then the, the conservative bloc got the, 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 the victory. Um, but the space that they created together, Manuela Carmena and Inigo Rejón, um, after a few months was uh, structured as a, as a new party called Mass Madrid. So, um, uh, and then inside of these coalitions, we were the Greens, because we were the Greens inside of the coalition with Podemos and Left United in Izquierda Unida in 2015. Um, in the time of the divisions, the or membership support the idea to go to a space that was calling for a much more uh, green space, uh, ecofeminism, uh, claiming uh, like not from the heresy of the past of the communist um, ideas that we respect that they are not our ideas. And then we decide that in the 21st century, you have to, to, to have um, solutions and ideas for the for, for the 21st century. And this was the, the, the membership of, uh, of the Green Party in Spain decide first in Madrid and after in the, in the rest of the country to go in coalition to the election 2019. Uh, first in, in the regional elections in Madrid uh, with uh, the Inigo Rejón and, and Manuela Carmena in Mass Madrid. And then after in the uh, second October, second general election that we had this year for the lack of responsibility of the Social Democrat Party and the Led United that they repeat an elections and the day after they decide to go together and for four months they they didn't they didn't got the solution to go together and not repeat an elections that got got uh, bring the ter terrible result to pass the ultra right wing from 24 seats in the parliament to 52. Uh, and this is a situation that we have now the third political force in Spain is the ultra right wing. Um, and this is a real risk. And then uh, Mass Madrid, it had been working very slowly in the last two years and being the um, real political opposition to the government of Isabel Díaz Ayuso, that was a new uh, politician, a new leader from the People's Party, quite young, the same age than Pablo Iglesias. Um, then we were seeing as the political force that were during the confinement, during the quarantine, during the terrible year of the pandemic, with the highest level of contagious in Madrid and the people dead, unfortunately, in Madrid, um, uh, the, the, a politician of Mass Madrid called Monica Garcia, a doctor, uh, anesthetist that was um, uh, doing at the same time the political um, um, work in the in the regional assembly at the same time working in the hospital 12 de octubre in madrid, in madrid uh, every day and every week in the in in the middle of the of this terrible situation that we were living so people in madrid were seeing that the political force that was opposing to the conservative government and was climbing against all the cats in the health uh, system for many years for many decades of a conservative party it, it was doing for mass madrid and particular for the leadership of Monica Garcia, that was also a key um, a key um, aspect of the campaign of Madrid, a new leadership 
uh, young politicians, um, a woman that is seen like a normal person doing politics, much more than a politician, a professional politician doing politics. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a, a big part of the of the of the success, uh, the, the the personality and the charisma of Monica Garcia. Um, also, uh, that we are creating. Uh, between Mass Madrid um, and Green Party, um, a horizontal political force, much more connected with the 15M movement were claiming 10 years ago. The, 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 the horizontal assemblies, the movement that where everybody can express and where the, the leadership and the politicians are there just to respond what the people claim and the, what the people rules and, and the people have the power. And probably the problem with Podemos was they, um, try to create a, like a, this horizontal structure, but it didn't work. So at, they, they, they copy all the vertical and hierarchical structure of the former communist parties. And then we need a new way to do politics in the 21st century, much more open to horizontal movement, grass movement, to the feminism, and to take care of our people and to um, listen and respond what people are really asking to you. I think it's a, an absolutely brilliant way for a party to be born. I agree with virtually everything you've just said about the, the idea behind Mass Madrid. I'd love to see more parties like this across Europe. And you're absolutely right. I don't know why we're trying, so many bigger parties particularly are trying to govern in the 21st century like they governed in the 20th century. It's a very different time. It's a The advancements in technology alone, I mean, the information available, Everyone knows what politicians are doing, what they're saying, what they're voting for. So the traditional hierarchy, vertical style, just isn't going to work. Absolutely. So the most one big, big topic I'd like to talk about now. It can be a bit uncomfortable here um, in Spain. Is about fascism because speaking as an Irishman, having lived in Spain now for almost five years. When I moved to Madrid originally, I was living there for a couple of years, it became clear to me that fascism still very much exists in Spain. Right under the surface, then Vox come along. And that surface seems to have just been blown open now. How, how serious do we need to take Vox, the threat of what they want to do, their rhetoric, and to, to sum it all up, is fascism back as a true force in Spanish politics, do you think? It's a real complex uh, questions and reflection there. Um, well, first of all, um, we knew uh, for all the 40 years of democratic systems that uh, fascism was uh, not defeated with the Franco's uh, death in 1975. Um, the big part of the new democratic system in 1977 were part of the supporter of the uh, Franco dictatorship. Um, we have to recognize that Franco dictatorship was um, a quite complex uh, dictatorship because it had been in power for 40 years. So probably in the last in the first 20 years was a, a quite fascist uh, dictatorship. But with the time, they, they were moving um, to accommodate to the international situation and to, to, to be uh, less, uh, to be uh, seen as less fascist and to be much more seen as an anti-communist uh, dictatorship 
um, um, with a that it was called like the, this this slogan in the 60s and 70s. Spain is different, mm -hmm. and they were creating a kind of fake democracy called the organic democracy and all this kind of thing. But it was the the method that the dictatorship inside have to accommodate with the time. So they, they were not idiots because they were having power. They were in power for 40 years. So and one of the mistakes, traditional mistake of the left in Spain, is to consider that the right wings. So the conservative sides are idiots, are less intelligent than us, are uh, they're not so competent like us. And then you have to say, but they have been in power for many years, for decades and decades and decades, where the left you have been in power, but maybe for 10 years, 14 years in the best scenario with the Social Democrat Party in the 80s and, and 90s. So um, we have to admit that the conservatives are much more clever in some kind of things, maybe less intellectual. Um, brilliant in the way that you usually seeing, you know, intellectual uh, people in the in the left side, but competent in the way to get the power and to get the solutions. And the people are happy enough to to be with the solution. So the fascists adapt to the new democracy democratic system and leave behind of the structure like first the UCD, the central right wing coalition that won the elections in 1977 until 1982 and then the People's Party. Mm -hmm. Then uh, you were having the fascists there. That, that we're having now with Vox is that the part of the People's Party divide uh, again in 2017-18 for the corruption scandal, for the um, crisis after uh, six, seven years in government for all the crisis, and then a big part in, in, the, in the movement that we are seeing now, that of neo-fascism, because I will, I will say that there is um, difference between the fascism in the 20th century with the, the fascist or the neo-fascism in the 21st century. The fascist in the 20th century was a very big state, yeah. uh, um, a political ideology that were creating big states, Mussolini, Hitler, Franco. Um, in the 21st century, we're not seeing that. We are, we're seeing a neoliberal ideology uh, allied with the obviously the one percent of the of the uh, humankind that control all the the, the capital and all the the, the in, uh, resources uh, economic resources and the technology, but at the same time they are using the same kind of hate speech and ideology to divide society and to say well the migrants are the problems the the left is the problem because they were the gay 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 friendly or whatever lgbti ideology etc and etc and we're seeing the same kind of hate speech that in the 30s or 40s but with a, a much more economical neoliberal propositions that unfortunately a lot of workers in United States, in France, and also in Spain, they're they're buying the message, um, and this is one of the big questions for the left: Why would we are failing to attract to the social to the to, to the um, uh, poor or, mi or, or middle poor classes uh, or the, the, the working class that they're seeing like the right wing are much more competent into defend them? Um, they are not all of them, but there are part of them that we have to admit that we are doing the things in a wrong way because mm, we are not getting them. We are not getting the solution. And uh, Evelyn Huitbrock, the co-speaker uh, of the co-leader of the, the European Green Party was here in Madrid uh, uh, during the elections. Um, when she was asked by, by journalists, um, why the Greens, uh, we are, what, what is the, the Greens doing to stop the ultra-right wings? She was saying something that for me, it's uh, clear. 
have to be like the difference that we are we are seeing and the difference that we 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 create in this campaign this electoral campaign is the way that you respond to the problem of the people with solutions and with very concrete solutions and you talk about the problem of the people you're not talking about the slogans communism against fascism democracy against fascism etc and etc you're talking about the problem in the boroughs the problem of lack of employees the problem of um, social insecurities lack of uh, help from the state etc or, or, or social issues or, or health situation health public situation this is the, the the issues that we have to put this is not just to, to talk about climate change or destruction of the environment this is a big part but also is to connect with the people and to listen in the people in in our streets in our villages in our suburban areas yeah i think you're i think you're dead right on that um like we 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 battle with this every day here at arbury road because what we we've seen that the right wing they are better at communicating their message. Their followers get a clear message and that's why they vote for them. We wanna see why, why has the left been so bad at communicating their message for so long? But it is important what you said that, yes, we, we very much believe in internationalism. We think the, the big issues of the world are global issues, but that does not mean you stop working on the local issues with the local people, you know? Not every person is, too interested in what's going on outside their city or their country, you know, there are real life problems right on the ground. And I think it's, it's important to address those as well. And the left hasn't done that, you know, and yep. go ahead. Yes, completely agree. And no, I was just going to follow up with that, that what has gone wrong for the left in Spain in the last couple of years, because Sanchez has been under permanent pressure, it seems. Iglesias, I mean, I, I feel a great deal of sympathy for Iglesias having to walk away. The death threats to his family during the campaign. No one deserves this, you know. And it's 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 very it's very curious. I find Spanish politics in general very interesting. Do you have any insight at all about how is the left on a national scale about to have losses like in Madrid, do you think? Is this gonna is this effect gonna follow on to other provinces and are we gonna see the right center right and the extreme right continue to grow? Mm, this is another very interesting question that's probably I don't have all the all the solutions today. So I'm seeing dynamics. Some of them are quite worried and I quite mm, uh, concerned to to ask, but. Well, uh, as uh, you were, you, you you say you were living in Spain. Um, you were living here in Madrid. Um, I'm from Canary Islands. I'm from Tenerife. Um, uh, they have to say that there is there is a huge uh, difference and uh, um, um, vision of the country if you are from Canary Islands, if you are from Catalonia, if you are from Galicia, if you are from Valencia or Balearic Island, that if you are from the center of the country, Madrid, Castilla Leon, Castilla um, La Mancha, so all the center and, 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 the, and the, that it was called uh, in the past in medieval times, the kingdom of Castilla. So we are a very diverse country with four languages like officials, uh, the, the Galicians, the, the Catalan, and the Basque. But we have also other languages that are not official, uh, no, they are not official, but they claim to, they, they want to recuperate the languages in Asturias, in, in Aragon, in other, in other parts of the countries. Um, and from a Canarian person like me that lived in Madrid for many years, 
but uh, we are Africans, basically. I remember I was living in London for eight years and I have this joke that I discovered my African side living in London because Arabic people and Moroccan people, Maghreb, in general people from the north of Africa, directly speak to me in Arabic. And I have to say, sorry, oh. <laughs> I don't understand Arabic. Uh, I just have a um, uh, note to say two or three words, but I am from Canary Islands. And people say, oh yeah, Canary Islands. We know them, the Canary, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I, I realized how different I am from inside of even of the European, even of the, the, the peninsula, the Spanish concepts. Yes, we have a lot of people in the, in the southern Spain that we have the, the, back, the Muslim backgrounds. And I'm very proud that this country was part of the three cultures, uh, 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 medieval times, the Jewish, the Christian and the, and the Muslim. And unfortunately, the construction of the, Spain, uh, the, the Spanish society in the medieval times after the, in the modern time was made it in the way of a very um, racist way to do the thing, to expose the Jewish people, to expose the Muslim people and to refuse their background where our culture is basically a mix of all these cultures. And this is the amazing thing about, about Spain. Like we, we are Christian, but we are at the same time Muslim, but we are at the same time uh, Moroccan. So all these kind of, uh, Jewish, all, all these kind of things make like, when you talk about what is Spain, but you feel in a very different way to be a Spaniard. If you are from Madrid, and you are from Canary Island, or you're from, from Catalonia, even with the national problems. So, um, when we're talking about what is the, so if that's happening in Madrid, it's going to happen in the rest of the country? Not necessarily. Mm. May happen, because obviously Madrid is the capital of the country, one of the, the, the third region in Spain, in, 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 as a largest population behind, after uh, Andalusia and Catalonia. But it not necessarily have to be the same result. We are, we are seeing like the conservatives have been rolling in, in, in Madrid for more than 26 years. And we were having left uh, governments in, in, the, in the national uh, central government uh, with uh, Jose Luis Rodriguez Zapatero uh, for eight years. So you don't necessarily to win in Madrid to win in the national backgrounds because uh, many times the region changed um, and, and the peripheral, the coastal uh, areas of the, of the country in general, much more progressive than the than the center. But Madrid has become, unfortunately, in these elections, like a kind of mix between Alabama and Mississippi uh, in terms of the, the United States background. So we are seeing here like a kind of uh, confederation, South confederations, um, claiming for kind of ideas that uh, we, are see, we are seeing now Donald Trump, Donald Trump uh, Joe Biden, um, and the Democrats uh, asking for increase in taxes and to uh, yesterday to liberate the, 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 the vaccines, um, uh, who is called the vaccines, uh, uh, intellectual rights. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the same time, we are electing the most conservative government in the history of Madrid, even inside of the, of the conservative party. This is uh, Isabel Diaz Ayuso is the most uh, conservative person in, in Madrid. So. Um, I don't think so that we are going to see directly uh, um, a trespass in the percentage of votes of the ultra-right wing or the People's Party, or uh, at the same time in the in the progressive side. It's not necessarily have to be like the Socialist Party have been defeated in a very bad way in Madrid, that this is going to happen in Andalusia, that it had been a stronghold of the Socialist Party when they are not in the opposition, or in other situations in Catalonia, Three months ago, the Socialist Party was the the, the, the first political force, um, and the Independent Party, the two of them, they were the second and the third, 
and they, they were having a majority, they have a majority, the support of the independence in the parliament. But you see in different landscape in the political situation in Spain. Uh, I will say that I'm very concerned about the possibility that the, the ultra-right wing increase and the, and the People's Party increase. But we have to see now like the uh, whole the Pedro Sánchez government and the coalition with Unidos Podemos is responding and this situation in, in terms of effectivity, effectivity of the government. And this is a thing that from the, 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 the Green Party, from the, the, the coalition that we, we, we have it in the, in the, in the Congress, in the, in the Central Parliament, Mas País, that is called the coalition, in, in, a, in, a, um, in a national level with the Green Party, with all uh, um, Congress members, Ines Samanes, um, and the coalition with Compromise, that is uh, the same kind of uh, coalition, progressive uh, ecological feminist uh, coalition in Valencia, that we are claiming to the government to be much more efficient and to go, for example, in things like the new climate change law, that uh, we are the, in the first step of the climate ch uh, change law, the current government um, put the limit of the greenhouse uh, um, emissions for 2030 in 23%, while they were asking in the elections, in their manifestos, the Socialist Party 45%, Unidas Podemos 65%, and we, the Greens, we were the Mas País Green Party, we were uh, Verde Seco, we were asking, claiming in the manifesto for the 55%. That was the, the, the science uh, agreement about uh, for 2030, and now we have that the that the new law in the first uh, uh, parliament process, they got the 23 percent, and we see this coalition between uh, Socialist Party and Unidas Podemos accepting that, like, okay, this is the only chance that we have, and this is a very good law, and we are saying no, this is not a very good law, this is a really bad law, because at the same time you when you go to the parliament, European Parliament, the Socialist Party and Unidas Podemos vote in Europe, in European, European Union for the 55%. How, how, how do you deal with the gap between the 55% in Europe and the 23% in, in Spain? So we are asking to the Pedro Sanchez government and to the new leader of the Unidas Podemos in the government, Yolanda Diaz, uh, that go really to the focus of the of the things and in things that uh, affect the future of a young generation to be really progressive, as they claim to say, the most progressive government in the history. Well, show yourself as the most progressive government in the history of Spain. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the 23%, 24%, whichever was, it's just not, it's not enough. It's never going to be enough if we keep going like that. So, Ugo, one last question for you. Having been involved in the campaign and everything, and a great campaign for Mass Madrid, but overall a bad one for the progressives, what is the main thing we can learn from this election as we move forward and start looking at other elections across Europe for other progressive parties? What can they learn from what has happened in Madrid? It's a good question as well. And as uh, I know that uh, there are elections today in London, the election today in Wales, the election today is in Scotland. Um, I wish all the best to my my lovely comrades of the of the English uh, and Wales Green Party, and also to the Scottish Green Party, because I was a member of the English Green Party when I was living in in London for many years and working there. Um, um, uh, I will say that one of the key things that are working uh, in in our campaigns is to be focused in the um, local problems of the people 
as you were saying before, we can be an um, um, internationalist um, and, and defending a co co cosmop uh, cosmopolitan uh, way to think in the, in the humankind. And the same way to go to the local environment, so to regional environment, and to um, accept that the difference, the cultural difference, and the respect for the for the past and for the culture of the past and to the languages that the the, the, the Gaelic on other um, traditional culture that you have because it's, it's something that we have to keep in the same way that we want to protect the uh, agriculture and we want to protect the land and we want to protect the traditional landscape of the regions and not transforming everything in a industrial uh, agricultural way to do the things and to create motorways everywhere and to increase the population everywhere so we have to to have a balance between uh, different things and um, one of the things that uh, the, the greens we are doing very well is to do coalitions with um, uh, people that are very consistent and very defending the past and defending the, the, the inheritance of the territories and, and the diversity. So we believe in the, in the natural diversity, in the ecological diversity, and we believe in the social diversity. And the social diversity, we have to defend it. Not like a barrier to stop people from coming to other countries to live in our country. So you have to be, if you want to be, if you're, you're born in Africa, but you want to grow up and, and, and have your life in Dublin or in London, uh, welcome, welcome to do it in Madrid. Uh, this is your election. This is the, the, is the beautiful thing of, of, the, of the life. But we have to listen carefully the problem of the people. We have to be in the street. We have to be side with side with the problem of the society. And to understand, well, when a person is voting to the ultra-right winds or to the UKIP in UK in some cases, um, or to the Tory party in the last election, for example, a lot of, uh, of traditional Labour Party voters. So you have to understand uh, to not describe them like fascists and not describe them like, okay, you are idiots. Like um, yesterday was saying one of the key figures of the of Podemos in in in, in Spain, uh, Monedero uh, was saying that they were not intelligent enough. Uh, though, well, maybe they're more, more intelligent than you believe, and they're voting what they consider that is the best for them in this moment. And it's all mistakes that we are not giving them the choice to vote other things, and we are not ex explaining ver very well probably the things. And, and this morning, in your in your rejon was saying that in the radio, the leader of Mas País. So um, it's it's the electorate that is uh, going in the in the right direction, and it's the political party that lost that they're going that they're not probably listened the message. So we have to listen carefully and not thinking in what we're going to to say uh, after it's just to listen and to listen the concern and to listen why they're worried what the problem they have in their communities if they feel insecure what's the problem about the insecurity in the community so there are many things that we can develop and it's, it's about one of the key things about the ecofeminism that it's the empathy the empathy to be part of the society and to listen to a person and to put in their shows of this person to see well, to live in, in your neighborhood with a really high level of youth unemployment, of lack of opportunities, of social and cultural problems, have to be very hard. So we need to, to listen to you and to accept that I'm not coming from other, other um, uh, background or other um, borough and saying, oh, we have the, the good solution to you. Yes, listen to, to us. No, I need to listen to you. And then after, I, want, I, I would like to have a conversation with you, but it's a conversation. A conversation is between two or more people and not the monologue 
that many politicians uh, in the left and in the conservative sides, but particularly in the left, because we're seeing the left uh, failing and the, and the conservatives doing very well. So we have to admit that we were doing things badly. Um, let's see what's happening in Germany in September and if we have there a good result for all the progressive and for all the left and for all the Greens. I think that was beautifully put, Ugo. We're going to leave it there. Um, Ugo Arnas, thanks a million for joining me. You've given us some great insight into the Madrid elections. I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm sure the listeners have too. Thank Thanks you. to you, Dermot. Um, really, a really pleasure to be here with you. Um, very welcome to, to come again to any other conversation. And let's see, we have more election, regional election in Spain, winning for, for a coalition between uh, Mas País and, and the Green Party, Verde Secos. And we are, we are spreading the message that we have alternative to the right wing and we have a good alternative for our planet and for the humankind. And let's see what's happening in the rest of Europe as well. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll be back next week with some more very exciting podcasts coming next week. We've got some an Italian language one coming with some incredible guests. Um, so everyone stay tuned and enjoy the rest of your Thursday and have a nice weekend. Bye bye.